Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome to Siren Soapbox. We have a very special episode for you today. Not only for the first time in recording history are all five sirens together. (laughs) We are on site at a special location and have some special guests to interview. Last week we were talking about Christmas and this week we are on a subject that a lot of people only really think about around Halloween time. We're talking about ghosts and demons. Keep a close eye to this eye close ear to this recording (laughs) because we are soapboxing tonight from the one and only world famous Bobby Mackey's Music World in Wilder, Kentucky. Let us know if you hear any disembodied voices come across your airways. Our challenge before this episode was to watch the Ghost Adventures episodes on Bobby Mackey's and to read Hell's Gate, Terror at Bobby Mackey's Music World by Douglas Hensley. Our soapbox question is, do you believe in ghosts? If at any time the topic gets too intense, our safe word is... Mango! Did you hear that, ghosts? <laughs> All things living and non-living, you too, our safe word is mango. All right, first up on her soapbox is Mur. Thank you, Elsie. Do I believe in ghosts? The short answer is yes, I do believe in ghosts. I believe that an apartment I lived in when I was in grade school was haunted. Uh, the stove would like turn on by itself, which I thought was bizarre as a kid. But I don't know, as I get older, I think about like there are things that could have made that happen. So I, I, I feel a little questioning sometimes. What I don't, what I'm pretty certain, I'm not even certain, I don't know that I believe in demons and evil spirits. So I... I'm a little conflicted about the ghost hunt here. Um, I'm hoping that we see something cool. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not real sure what's going to happen. I am having an open mind and I don't know. I'm looking forward to tonight and now I'm throwing it on to Jess. Thanks, Mer. So the, Uh, I'm kind of the opposite of Murr. I do not believe in ghosts. I do believe in angels and demons because I believe in God and the devil. I'm trying not to come into this evening with any expectations, but I'm curious. In talking about tonight with people, I was surprised at the number of people who have been here and had their own stories. Most said nothing happened to them, but one person did talk about a faucet turning on by itself, and that was about it. I'm certainly hoping that I don't get possessed. It is uh, curious that so many people only have experiences when they are here on the ghost tours and not the rest of the time, so I'm just not sure. I don't, I mostly don't believe in ghosts because um, everything I was raised to believe is that you either go to heaven or hell when you die and you don't hang around and mess with people. (laughs) Also, most people I know that have passed, I really don't want hanging around. In researching before coming here, I heard that uh, the same stories told over and over, so they kind of started to sound like urban legends. Um, So I'm not trying to provoke anyone or anything, just saying I'm here and uh, with an open but skeptical mind. With that, on to Sara. Thank you, Jess. So the question posed here is, do I believe in ghosts? 
Honestly, I really don't. I have a hard time believing in an afterlife and aren't ghosts lost souls that are unable to cross over completely? A slightly different question is, which is the one I'm going to answer, is am I afraid of the dark? Because yes, I am pretty afraid of the dark. But I totally blame that on Stephen King, Law and Order, spiders, snakes, and various other creepy crawlies. I can be walking up a dark flight of stairs and be sure something is right behind me. But it's not a ghost I feel breathing on my shoulder, nor is it a shark. That's a different soapbox episode. It's a giant <laughs> spider or creepy Stephen King character with a hatchet following me up the stairs. When I'm creeped out by a noise in the night, it's a burglar, not a spirit looking for redemption or vengeance. I mean, seriously, there are enough reasons to be afraid of what crazy people may be out there without having to look to the supernatural. Every single haunted house I've gone through at Halloween has freaked me out because there are a bunch of strange people in there waiting to jump out and scare the heck out of me. Yep, it works every time. They look scary, they yell at you, and they jump out at you when your back is turned. But they're being paid to scare me. What's much scarier is the fact that there are real humans, not spirits, that might see me walking by myself on a dark night and decide to hurt me in some way. As my youngest son said, though, when I was discussing my soapbox with him, we're not afraid of being alone in the dark. We are afraid we aren't alone in the dark. Ooh. And with that, on to LC. That's a good one. All right, so I've said it before during the Alien episode, and I'll say it again. There are things in this universe that we have no idea exist and can even imagine. So I do believe in demons, non-human things. And I also believe that those who have died and are in purgatory can come and visit. I have had some unexplained encounters. Twice I have seen two full-body apparitions quite literally go boo and then dis dissolve right in front of me. At the 20th Century Theater, not only did I catch an orb on camera, I watched it go down the stairs. And I've had several strange things happen to me at Waverly. Most notably, rocks were being thrown at us from a doorway threshold and no one was there. After watching Ghost Adventures and reading Hell's Gate, do I think Bobby Mackey's is haunted? That's yet to be determined. But if there is a gate to hell, it would totally make sense that it's right down the street from where I used to work. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> uh, But in all seriousness, it's by the river, and I think weird things happen by the river. At my old job, there were unexplained shadows and noises all the time. The freakiest thing that ever happened was I was trying to open the floor in the morning, and I had to close a door leading to behind the scenes. And as I'm closing the door, it literally felt like somebody was on the other side playing tug-of-war with me. When I let go, the door should have swung closed, and it stayed put. Engineering was the only other people in the building, and they said it was nobody around. So, don't know what that was, but I do believe that water holds energy, and we are by the water. I don't know that ghosts and demons can traverse water. I just learned that there's a color called haint blue, and it's believed that it's going to ward off uh, ghosts and demons and stuff like that. Um, the place used to be a slaughterhouse, and I feel like it's a bit forced for the story. Is it sad and creepy? Yes. Does that mean that Bobby Mackey's is haunted? I don't know. Why aren't our, more slaughterhouses haunted? Uh, Carl seemed like a really sweet guy. However, I feel like there's a little bit more to his past before he met Bobby Mackey's that we don't know about. Um, like, did he know the well was there before he started working here? And the, the full apparitions that he saw, like the bats and spiders and demons and the evil one himself that Carl saw, like, why haven't more people seen that here? Or maybe they have. I don't know. But on to TC. Do I believe? To be honest, this is one of the few areas where I really don't know where I stand. Maybe I'll be more certain after tonight. And maybe not. 
We'll see. Did everyone hear me? <laughs> now is your chance to help me determine how I feel. I know that my mom believed in ghosts. There's a story about my grandfather, my mom's dad, doing some things after he died. I don't remember the stories, but I remember that my mom was certain about it. In the house where I grew up, there was a place at the top of the stairs right by the door to my bedroom. It freaked me out a lot. I'm not sure how else to describe it. A feeling in the pit of my stomach, a sudden urgency to run. I hated just walking through there. I remember there was a story about a dude who killed himself right in that very spot. Our next door neighbor, Etta, is the one who told me that story. I just know that I always felt scared at that spot in my house. It's really the only time I've experienced that. I do believe that something happens to our souls after death. I like to believe that we are seeking higher levels of understanding and that we have more than one opportunity to do that. So, do souls sometimes stay on earth? I'm not sure. What about demons? Again, I don't really know what to think about this. When it comes to ghosts and demons, there is a part of me that thinks that when stories are so widely told across history and across continents and across cultures, there has to be some shred of truth to them. So, I'm open to believing. Here I am, ready to believe. So let's see what happens tonight. Speaking of let's see what happens tonight, we're very excited about some guests that we have with us. Wait for it. We have uh, three guests with us tonight, at least among the living. We're hoping more guests will make themselves known to us throughout the course of the show. Um, speaking of Hell's Gate, somebody mentioned a book that we all had to read. We are very excited to have the author of the book, Hell's Gate and the Terror at Bobby Mackey's Music World, with us tonight. Each of us sirens had to read the book in preparation. Each of the sirens had to read the book in preparation of our show tonight. Douglas Hensley grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, listening to his dad tell legends and stories about ghosts and hauntings in the hills of Kentucky. From listening to stories of the paranormal, Doug began writing his own fictional horror stories and screenplays. His first screenplay was made into a movie, I believe. Blood Reaper. Mr. Hensley has written multiple books um, such as Cicada, The Unholy Convent, The Demon Wolf, Bloody Bones. He's been on many TV shows to discuss some of the ghostly activities at Bobby Mackey's Music World and we're very excited to have him here to hear some of his stories firsthand tonight. A second guest that we have tonight is Rich Lawson. Rich Lawson has had some firsthand paranormal experiences at Bobby Mackey's Music World. He's a longtime customer, over 26 years, visiting Bobby Mackey's Music World because he loves to dance to real country music. What he experienced in the men's bathroom one night transformed him from paranormal scoffer to paranormal believer. We also have Laura Rowland with us from Gatekeeper Paranormal, the official paranormal team of Bobby Mackey's Music World. Gatekeeper Paranormal is a Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky-based paranormal investigative group. They have many years of combined experience and varying degrees of skepticism and belief in the paranormal. They also provide paranormal investigation services free of charge to anyone who feels they are experiencing unexplained activity in their home or business. They have team members who volunteer their time for the love of paranormal investigating. They are dedicated to researching and understanding unexplained phenomena. So welcome to our welcome. podcast today. Woo! 
Maybe we can start with um, Mr. Hensley and just maybe tell us what brought you to first write the book. Well, first of all, I'd like to tell you all something. I'm going to share something with you that I've never shared before. Years ago, when I first interviewed Carl, we spent many nights down here by ourselves, locked up. Carl talked about a demon woman in here and told me never, ever mention her name until I'm dead. And I said, well, who is it? And he made me promise, well, he's passed away now, so this would be the first opportunity I've had. Oh, no. You're all, you're all talking, you, you were all talking, some of you said you believe in demons. He said her name was Lilith. Anybody in this circle know who Lilith is? I don't know Lilith. Wasn't mm -hmm. she before Eve? Absolutely. She was Adam's first wife. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yes. And she is supposed to be one of the most powerful demons there is. Oh, I you remember can, her You can research that. her, but I, I waited. I, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to say that tonight, but I believe that that demon is still here. I honestly do. Did I believe in demons before I wrote this book? Absolutely not. No, my, my dad wrote a fictional story. Well, it was, really wasn't fictional. It was from the hills of Kentucky. And it was all these stories of paranormal events that happened in Kentucky, down south. And I used to make fun of him, and I told him one time I could write a better book than you, and it was a father-son thing. So I, I, was, I had three TV and appliance stores, and I hired Bobby to do all my TV and radio commercials for me. That's how I become good friends with Bobby. We were doing a commercial, and Larry Kidwell, who's passed away, asked me how my Bloody Bones fictional book was coming, and I said, well, I'm almost finished with it. And Bobby said, what are you talking about? So I told him I was writing a fictional story, and he said, I could tell you a story you wouldn't believe. Now, I'd been coming here for several years. Nobody had ever mentioned it to me. I was friends with every one of the, the, the regulars here, you know? Uh, nobody never said a word to me about it. So Bobby said, well, I'll tell Carl and them to tell you. So I came in that weekend. Carl was sitting right there at the end of the bar drinking. Bobby was on stage. And I went up to Carl and started questioning him. He said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And, and he fluffed me off, got kind of angry. So I went to Janet, his wife at the time. And she said, Doug, what are you talking about? Have you lost your mind? And I said, oh, he's, he's set me up. So I waited till he come off stage. I said, Bobby, you, made, you, you win. You made a fool of me. He said, what are you talking about? So I told him what they said and how they acted. And he took me to both of them. And he said, tell him. Hmm. So they opened up. Janet started telling me about how she was thrown down the stairs. She was almost drowned in the sink. Back there, where those, you see those three windows back there, mm -hmm. that was a kitchen, OK? This used to have a hotel on the end of it, up in that upper lot. That was the kitchen where they fixed food. There were stairs that went down into the china room, okay? So we did the exorcism. I didn't. The minister did. And there's things in that exorcism that we, Larry Kidwell cut it out. He didn't want anybody to see it. It was, it was bad. Wow. There were six hours that I've got on YouTube in separate sections. But this Lilith name came up. He talked about, there was just numerous entities of supposedly dead people. One of them was Buck Brady, who owned this place back 
in the, in the like 30s, I guess, when it was a casino. And it was the Penrose, the right? Pen, the, yes, the Penrose. But let's get to the story. So anyway, after Primrose. I started Primrose. it, Primrose, yeah. Primrose, 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 you're right. It's been a long time. Uh, but anyway, so when I started interviewing these people, I went around asking waitresses and some of the regulars, and they didn't know what I was talking about. And there again, I would go to one of the regulars, maybe one of the barmaids, maybe one of the waitresses, and I would say, hey, now you told me what happened to you. Who else? Who else has told you? They said, well, you know, a lot, most time they don't. They don't want it because they don't want to get made fun of. Right. Then there was a girl here named Abigail Wathen that used to take care of the front door. And Abigail, she was kind of psychic. And she would tell, she said, that one there is the one you want to talk to next. Hmm. So I would go over and say, come on. And then Bobby would back me up and say, tell him, tell him. If you looked in the back of my book, you saw all the statements from yeah. the people. Hmm. In Amityville Horror, I was on Geraldo with those real people, okay? The Amityville Horror, the priest denied every bit of it. The police denied every bit of it. Here, there were several police officers who were attacked inside this building, okay? One was thrown up against the wall there. The door opened up right over there. He was coming around his patrol car, Steve Sider. He called for backup. They came in here. They come through the place. He was thrown up against the wall. Now these are police officers, and what's the chances of a police officer coming forward and saying, I'm gonna tell you what really happened? You know, because what's their chief gonna say? What's the city council gonna say? You know, but these guys were brave enough to say, heck, yes. Now the truth of the matter is, you saw like 29 statements in there. I took 54 statements. Well, I think somebody here earlier said something about like, like a lot of people just like to get on board. Yeah. Well, I felt that with a lot of the statements I had, and I did not include them. The only people that I included their statement in the back of this book was people that I knew that I could actually count on. Now, I'm going to tell you a good one. There was an air conditioner guy that came here, putting in a brand new air conditioner downstairs, had all the vent work done, everything, and just disappeared. Didn't finish it. and never got paid. He was from Indiana. Bobby called him numerous times. The guy would not reply back. When Bobby told me that story, I said, something's happened to him then. So I went and looked him up. I found him over in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And I, he wouldn't give me a statement, but I interviewed him. And here's what he told me. He said, I was in there, my helper and I, I had my toolbox out. And all of a sudden, my toolbox lifted up and my tools went flying everywhere. I saw it. There was nobody around. And I was told to get out. I ran out of there. I never came back. I made my helper go in and get my tools. We got our tools, and we got the hell out. I told Bobby he could get somebody else. He said he emailed Bobby and told him, you get somebody else to finish it. I don't want no money. And that's, and Bobby will tell you that story. So I, you said that Bobby approached you about the stories here, but I've heard, I've heard um, that he still is, like, denying the activity that goes on here. Let me tell you something. Yeah, you tell us something that I want to hear well, from Rich. Well, I, I also want to hear from, from, I have a question for her as soon as she gets I fronted okay. Bobby Mackey up when Janet, his Wait, first wife, well, was still alive. I'm going to interrupt you real quick okay. and let everyone know that she's going to turn some of the lights out. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't want you to freak out. All right, thank you. If you want to feel something <laughs> here, you have to you have to invoke and you have to piss them off. I'm going to try not to do that. 
<laughs> what I'm, did you do? I, I actually, you can ask Zach, Zach Bagans. I, I was his first show. And we sat right there. And I told him, if you want to see anything happen here, you have to make them mad. You have to make fun of them, call them names, insult them. So he did. And that's, if you watched the series, the show, you saw what happened. Yeah, he did. I have a question for Laura. Hold on. <laughs> have you heard the name Lilith? No. Have you heard any Lilith stories? No. No. Just curious about that. That's something that I kept quiet. Yeah. I promised, if I give my word to somebody, I keep it. And I had promised him until the day he dies. And I don't know why. He was a devout Catholic. He turned into an alcoholic. Yeah. And for a long time, I thought Carl was just either mentally ill or he was just a bad alcoholic. I didn't believe any of these people. Okay, that's the thing you have to understand. I was the main skeptic. But what I did with the story was when I wrote all these things out that everybody told me, I started going to the Covington, Kentucky Library and researching on microfilm. I, I, I researched for two years, two years. They said they saw a headless woman going through here and they saw this guy with a handlebar mustache. Well, when I started researching, I find that there was a woman, Pearl Bryan, who was beheaded two miles from here, going straight that way, beheaded in 1896. They found her body in a field. Hmm. The bloodhounds tracked the killers to this Somebody had mentioned slaughterhouse. This was a slaughterhouse. But now we're going to talk about the river that you had talked about. There's two rivers in the world that flow to true north. The Nile, that Moses was set in a basket to fulfill God's plan. The other one is the Licking, right here. Flows true north. Still this day, devil worshipers use this riverbank to worship the devil. They've done it every full moon for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. All the Wilder police were sent to Eastern State University to learn how to deal and, and uh, see if it was really satanic or if it was just some kids playing, okay? There was a two-week course that they all had to take. Steve Sider, every one of them back then had to take it, okay? <clears throat> Larry Hornsby has passed away too. A lot of the people that was in this book have passed away. I'm, I'm glad tell you. I wasn't in your book then. Huh? Glad I wasn't in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I passed away, but I'm back. Oh. I had a massive heart attack. They cracked me right open. I wow. died three times. I went to the other side. Wow. Yep. But they, what, I saw, what I saw wasn't no light. Glad you're uh, I All saw right. a fold. You have a wanna, question for Richie? Yeah, I want to hear Rich. your story. The Rich? Yeah, Rich. Yeah. And you, is your, did you say your last name is Lawson? Mm -hmm. is no it, wasn't that Carl? No okay. What All right. coincidence. <laughs> I was worried about that. Okay, I want to hear your story. You said you were a skeptic, right? Very, very much so. I was, as, as you said, you believe in God, and uh, I'm a Southern Baptist. I was raised as a child, Southern Baptist, and there is demons. The devil has the reign of this world right now because the devil was cast out of heaven. And when the rapture comes, he knows what's coming and he will be locked in the bottomless pit. But I, I just, no, I, this, this is evil. What is here in this building is evil. It's the devil, demons. And I never believed in this. I would, come, I would go to work on a Friday night, and they go, hey, uh, you going to Mackey's and dance with that ghost? I said, yeah, buddy, I'm going to dance that baby. I'm going to dance her all over the floor. And I'd have my Western shirt and my, 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 my Stetson hat and uh, my collar clips. I had my locker at work. Boy, I'd get all, all fined up, and I'd, Friday night I was here, right after work. And then Saturday night I was right here. 
And I'd, I'd come in, I'd come in, and uh, this went on repetitiously all the time, been being teased about this. And um, Doug wrote a, Doug Hensley wrote this book, The Hell's Gate, and I did not like it because he wrote the book about Hell's Gate. Bobby Mackey, in my heart, was not no ghost hunter or nothing like that. He, Bobby, is a pure country-hearted singer. And he's and his band is great. And I love. I was raised southern, you know, southern country and bluegrass, the whole nine yards. And I, I just get a high just getting on the floor dancing. I don't drink. I don't drink no alcohol or nothing like that. <laughs> Never did. And no, in '88 I had to quit. <laughs> and um, I just get a natural high. I mean, this this place could be pumped full, and I can just be the only one. In just tell them how you made fun of everybody. And I made fun of everybody. They 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 would. They would Especially tease. Me. <laughs> they would. They would always talk about. Well, I seen this. I said, "Don't go there." I was getting mad at people in here because they were saying about Fawcett coming on in the bathroom, about experience, uh, experiencing things in the back air, and they, I'm like, "You guys are joking." This is a. This, I, I just thought it was just foolish and childish. And you know, I, I just my 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 time here was country friends and dancing that until, was until 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 what happened i um i came in here on it was a friday night i came in on friday night and boy i was in that bathroom when i'm just tight my collar clips montana collar clips on my collar making sure they were good and tight because as soon as bobby got on that stage babe i was gonna burn this floor up and that's just <laughs> what I, that's the way i am I, mean, I get a big high on that. Right. And I'm like, okay, Johanna, I'm going to dance with you, baby. And man, that garbage can, bam, and took off. And I turned around like, what's going on? That, ma that bathroom got so intensely hot. It was like it is right now, humid humidity outside. But a lot worse than that when I went in there. But a lot, lot worse than that. And I was going, trying to gasp for breath. And I got to the hallway, and I just got weak. And well, just, tell them what you saw in the mirror. I went to, yeah, before that. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But in the mirror, I just turned around. And there stood this man, and I'm just I'm just dumbfounded, and I'm still trying to gasp for breath, and I just kept looking at this man, and I just kept hearing, hearing this statement to me, "Die game, die game," and I'm like, I'm just I didn't know how to what to do. I was just I can't believe this, and it was an old time look, the old dressed look, and it just kept he just it kept repeating that, and I'm like I don't believe I'm seeing this. And the garbage can had beat up against the wall, and I had, and I had went to uh, the hallway, and I just got weak and, and went out, passed out. He wasn't breathing. Um, there was a nurse here, and she he had no pulse. They gave him CPR right on the floor. I was there. I saw it. So, and then you sued Bobby, right? You took yeah. him to court. <laughs> well, that's where I'm getting. I'm getting to that right now, and. Uh, you know, Bobby comes in, and, and the EMTs are bringing me out of the bathroom. And I looked at Bobby, and I, I, Bobby knows I'm sincere. And I looked at Bobby and said, Bobby, this is no joke. It is, this place is haunted. It is real. He laughed in my face and said, you are loon. Like that, and made me so damn, daggone mad. You it was damn. This is an adult podcast. Okay. <laughs> was so, so damn mad. I was so damn mad. I said, you will see. And see, I'm getting wired now because right. it, it's here. It has... $250 black Stetson hat got destroyed. And, 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 was that, uh, was that the worst part? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know. I'm, well, I'm, yeah, but I'm <laughs> not, I'm not really trying to, but that could be bought. But no, um, 
I said, I kept, I kept dwelling, what can I do? What can I do? And I said, well, I'll show him. I'll, I'll take him to court, and I'll get somebody <laughs> in there. The news I'll, I'll get somebody to come in there and do an exorcism on this place because I'm a child of God, and it can be done. It can be, the evil can be rid. So, okay, and then, I, I have so many questions still. So We still haven't heard her story. I, I know. Okay. I, I'm throwing a question to her next because... Okay. I've heard a couple of times about the slaughterhouse, and Laura, you have done some investigation, and you don't believe there was ever a slaughterhouse on this premises. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's hear her side. All right. So, okay, back in the 1800s, uh, this area along the Licking River was called Finchtown. Okay. Um, they did have slaughterhouses, and in fact. Um, there's some old hand-drawn maps that people have found and there's one it looks like way down on the southern end of the parking lot there was a slaughterhouse um, because they had a they had a hotel in Finchtown they had a couple slaughterhouses and a bunch of farms like up you know on the other side of the road there mm -hmm. um, and so you know there was a slaughterhouse down the road not that far actually probably right at the end of Bobby's property okay so in 1875 they started construction of a distillery and it opened in 1876, and they made a whiskey called Old 76 Whiskey. So they just called it the Old 76 Distillery. And the distillery, um, they actually got a permit, and there's this is on file somewhere in Campbell County, um, and they dug three tunnels out to the Licking River to pull water up from the river to make whiskey. So there's the one that's in the basement, there's one on the south side of the parking lot, and one on the north side of the parking lot. So they had some big, um, machine or pump that they would use to pull water up to make whiskey. They were pulling like 250,000 gallons of water a day to make whiskey. Um, now they did pollute the river as well because there is some, um, they call it hot slop, which is like a, a, a byproduct of making whiskey. Um, so they did have cattle here um, and pigs that they would feed the mash to, the, the stuff they used to make whiskey. And then what the livestock didn't eat, they would drain out into the river and it caused huge pollution problem yep. in the river. Dead fish are popping up all over the place and it, it became quite an issue. Um, so I don't know if, if somehow that part of the story got twisted around as far as what they were polluting the river with. And there was livestock on this property. Yeah, there, and so. there was yeah. livestock on the property and they were polluting the river with whiskey mash um, and slop. Uh, and so, yeah. So I have another question for you. Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I like to call myself a skeptical believer um, because I've been here, this is our eighth year here doing tours. And I've seen things, I've heard things here that I cannot explain. So. I can't really say I'm not a believer because that would be a lie. And I can't really say I'm a full-fledged believer because I have to have that critical thinking in my brain that, you know, like there has to be some explanation for this. Even if I can't figure it out, I always think there has to be. So that's why I call myself a skeptical believer. So when we're finished with some of this conversation and we go on a tour of this building, where's the hot spot? Where should we go? Um, I think I like the basement. Um, the basement and the well room um, in particular is probably my favorite because when you're down in that well, um, you're in the old house that John Pop built after the distillery was torn down after Prohibition um, or during Prohibition, I mean, he uh, purchased this property and built a small house and that house is still standing and it was built over top of the well. Mm. In fact, when you go in the well, you'll see the flowered wallpaper on the walls. Um, wow. 
but anyway, where was I going with that? So in the house, like there's a window, there's a door, there's another door. So you're, you're just exposed on all sides. And it always seems like when you're in there, like there, you, there's always something going on outside one of those windows or doors. Okay. Um, I've had rocks thrown at me. I've had people get scratched. Have um, you been scratched? I've been scratched one time. That's I thought I heard. Wait, is it true that you can't say somebody's name that begins with no, a Z? No, I say it all the time. Okay. <laughs> that begins, Zach. what's the name? Zach, 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 Zach. Zach. So, so <laughs> what room would you guys recommend? Well, one of them's up there, but it's too hot. The spotlight room okay. and that catwalk. That would be a hot one, and I agree with her about the well. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> I did not know nothing about the history of this. And when I, I did not want no money from Bobby when I went to right. court. Nothing. The judge asked me. And even um, Bobby's attorney, Bob Lotz, was there. And he got up right into court and he said, Your Honor, he said, Bobby Mackey is not responsible for any of the ghosts that are in his place. And, his, <laughs> and, I'm, and, and, the, and the judge is looking like this, you know, looking at me and he's looking at them. And he, the judge kind of ruled in Bobby's favor. And I copped an attitude. And I only, they, they were going to give me contempt of court. I said, I don't care. <laughs> I said it's there, and I'm there for the. I'm here for the public. That's when Bobby had to sign the, the lawyer sign made him put, put up, the right? sign up. And he, he and, and I mean, because that's I. I know it's here, and I, I'm really strong and hard on it. So and, and I just want to break in really quick because we have listeners from all over, and you mentioned the sign out front. Does anybody know word for word what it says, or have a picture? Oh, I took a picture of it. He's not responsible. Yeah, so let's we'll say exactly what the what the sign says. All right, so the sign says warning to our patrons. This establishment is reported to be haunted. Management is not responsible and cannot be held liable for any actions of any ghosts/spirits on the premises. And to be clear, that is at least the second sign they put up because it used to be handwritten. And yeah. that sounds like nice and printed. Yeah, so it's like one was handwritten. Yeah. And it's a very large sign. And in 1897, Alonzo Walling and Scott Jackson, last public hanging right down here in Newport. Yeah, it's like and they, they were on the gallows, and there was three people away, up there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There was three people up there. There was Alonzo, Scott Jackson, and a preacher. I looked just like the preacher. Wait, he brought a, he brought. This but out there to, was a preacher that was hung. Yeah. Oh. No, no, he wasn't he hung. He, he was hung. He was giving the last words. Oh, all right. And the preacher, I see. And, and and Doug opened up his book and showed me his book. And it's showing me, and I look just like the preacher. You're his doppelganger? And I'm like, it was his name. He's not like a relative of yours. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking 1897. (laughs) Well, it could be. Long lost. Rich, does it make you uncomfortable to be here recounting this story? Honestly, no. Because I know where my heart's at, and I know that I'm secured. I'm I'm, my faith. I know I'm secure. But it's it's my responsibility that any opportunity I get to tell people, to let them know and let them see. And maybe they can reevaluate, reevaluate themselves. That's that's my feeling, because I'm you know I I was a little kid down home, and going in old farmhouses, and we'd want to see ghosts. We want to see ghosts. You don't see nothing. We used to go in the slave cemetery and just sit there and go, come on, come on. You don't see nothing. And then something like this, you're like, uh, it's real. <laughs> do, you, do you ever or have you hung out here um, like as a patron of the bar since that yeah. since that happened? Oh, yeah. You have? Yeah, because my, my fiancé. Did you come in before the place was packed with people? <laughs> like alone? Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah, I did this for. 
okay. I sand down the floor and put and that, okay. that, that he he That's redid right. this, but that. I read yeah, that. after the exercises. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my fiance, um, she got a job up there at the, at the front door, and oh, she was okay. running that front door. Hmm. And uh, you know, she uh, it was just I knew what was going on, and I, I myself I wasn't scared. Right. I knew I, I knew what to expect, and but you know, people would just ask me, and I'd say, yeah. So I read somewhere that, um, or I heard in one of the podcasts that pregnant women aren't advised to come into Bobby Mackey's. Is that true or false? Well, back then it was. I, I haven't been here for a long time. You haven't heard anything like that, Laura? No. I mean, I've heard that story, but um, I don't, well, I mean, honestly, we don't get a lot of pregnant women on the <laughs> <laughs> um, I That's really, a point, I guess I, I guess. really we don't know. <laughs> So do you have any stories that we haven't heard yet? Any? Oh, I've got tons, but we don't have enough time. So. <laughs> we have time for one, and, one. Then, and then we'll probably have to start closing it up so we can do the tour. Okay. Um, this is probably my favorite recent story. This happened about, it's probably with COVID, it's probably been two years now since this happened. Um, I had a tour group here. It was about six people. Um, we had finished the tour and the history and all that. So usually what I do is I sit people out there in the bull room and we just, you know, get some equipment out and investigate and everything. And we were sitting there and one of the girls thought she saw a shadow in that back corner over there where the pool tables are. And I said, well, let's me and you get up and walk over there to the opposite side of the room so we don't rush up on it. And, you know, we'll see if we can talk to it and communicate and get something out of it. So we go over there. Now I should, I've kind of left this part out, but if there's ever pool balls, cue balls sitting out on the pool tables, I always set them on the edge of the pockets. For years and years I've been doing that and I always ask them to push the balls in and they never do because you know, why should they do what I say? <laughs> but uh, so anyway, we get up and we walk over to the other side of the room and she's asking questions, you know, trying to get a response and everything. And finally she says, could you push one, that pool ball in for me? And I swear to God, the ball fell in rolled down to the end of the pool table. I, I lost my mind. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, did that just happen? Wow. I was freaking <laughs> out because that was like one of the coolest things I think that's ever happened to wow. me. Um, I mean, I know it's not really a scary story no, if that's what that's you were cool. wanting, but it's, it's absolutely amazing to me that not only did it happen, it happened on command. Right. Of course it ticked me off a little bit because I've been asking them for years to do it and they don't. <laughs> and she comes in here one time and they do it. Um, but yeah, it was amazing because those are commercial slate pool tables. Right. You can't push on it and have a ball move. And besides that, there was absolutely nobody over there. Right. So yeah, that's probably my favorite story. It's not especially scary. I've got scary ones too, but that one, um, as far as kind of paranormal proof was amazing. Do we need a scary story or do we need to wrap it up? Well, I just wondered if anybody else has any questions. Well, I mean, so I guess I don't really know what I'm asking, but, you know, what is considered provoking then? You know, <clears throat> what is considered provoking? You know, we've talked about you asking them to do things and saying names and not saying names. Are what is what we're doing right now considered provoking? No. So I've... what would be considered provoking and do we dare ask that question because would we be provoking them That's if not we a question. I was insulting them. I was down at the well and a, and a guy, Mr. Mr. Billy City Cowboy, you know, he comes in, he's he, he's not afraid of nothing. 
He's right down there at that well, right there with the stairs to nowhere. And I said, if you're so bad, go sit on them stairs. Well, there's nothing going on. And as soon as he sat on them stairs, you could hear the footprints on them stairs. He jumped off them stairs and his back got was clawed. He ran out of that back door so fast and through the parking lot, he never seen him again. That's what I would do. I mean, he was scared to death. I mean, so you know, do you any mean, of you come in here and provoke? I have. You, you have? Oh, anything? I have. I said, like I said, I told you I spent several nights in there myself when I was writing a book. <clears throat> I didn't believe a lot of it. And my right hand to God, <clears throat> Carl Lawson and I sit right back there at a table. And I started provoking, calling them bad, foul names. Johanna, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you guys are real, do something. You're folk full of blah, blah, blah. There was a metal garbage can at each end of that bar, the double-sided bar. If Carl was alive, he'd tell you himself. One of the metal cans right over here went head over heels like this, all the way down <laughs> and smashed. You know how you smoke a, or smash a Coke can in your hand, a little aluminum can? I, I promise you, it was smashed up like that. That gave me the willies. But then I knew that's what we had to do because I had spent several other nights in here and talked to them and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Never saw anything, never heard anything. And, I, and I'm thinking, this is crap. You know, as far as those, uh, the well thing she was talking about, the only one I found was that one. They did, when they started, they hired Greg Carter, the show Encounters mm -hmm. hired Greg Carter to dig that yeah. well open. And they found animal bones in there. Okay, the so uh, I'm not sure about that. But so I, I, I saw Laura shake her head. I'm curious. Oh, because I, earlier I approached him and I wanted to ask him a question um, because this guy had contacted me years ago and I couldn't remember. Was his that name. his name, Greg Carter? And as soon as he said it, I was like, yes, that's the guy. <laughs> okay. that's, I'm sorry. I, that's all right. I just wanted he, that. Greg Carter swears from that day his life has been cursed. Really? Cursed. Are there any other questions? I have something about provoking, if okay. you don't mind. Yeah, yeah please. I don't want to take up all your no, time. No, no, please. Um, my thought on provoking, um, people do it, um, but in my experience, nothing ever happens because the ghosts don't give a crap what you They're on their own schedule. Yeah. And the people that have gotten scratched on my tours, honestly, have been the quiet ones. So I don't know which one of you is the quiet one. Oh, but shit. <laughs> Mark. But, um, Larson and Jess. But the other oh, thing yeah. I wanted to say is, I know people do it, and, you know, some people get a thrill out of it. But in my opinion, I mean, you wouldn't want somebody coming up to you now and screaming at you. No, that's kind so of how I feel about it. If why they're real. Would, yeah. Why would you do it to, to the spirits? I mean, they're going to do what they want to do anyway. Right. Whether you yell at them or whether you ignore them, I find... When we ignore them, they do more than when we're trying. You know, mm -hmm. like when we're just sitting here talking, we're likely to have something happen rather than we're sitting here with all kinds of equipment, you know, wanting something to happen. Have so. you experienced like tables or chairs or garbage cans or anything like that? Move? I wish. You wish. One of, these, <laughs> one of these days, I wish I would come in here and there'd be chairs stacked up on the table like poltergeist or something. Did you guys but hear that? I know. <laughs> Do come it, on, please. That's a wish. Chair. One of these days, a pool ball is going to come rolling at you across the floor. And you're I've, had like, rocks. Yes! I've had rocks thrown at me, so I, wow. I can be satisfied Yeah, with but that. you've been asking for the pool well, ball. Actually, if you want to see the pool ball roll across the floor, Michael Collins with Channel 5 News back when Jerry Springer was on the news here at Channel 5. If you look up Michael Collins' world on YouTube, he did a segment here. And the pool table in there, you heard the balls drop. 
One come rolling across the floor and hit him in the foot, scared the hell out of him. And that's the honest truth. I mean, you, you'll see it if, if they've got the whole full, full thing YouTube, there. Yeah. But uh, even Jerry Springer said he was really frightened when he came back from here. I do have one last question. I think hopefully it's a quick question. But um, I read a lot about the anniversary waltz. Aww. Has anyone here ever been here and heard that just randomly come on? When I sit here with Carl, I have heard her come on, yes. Unplugged. Yeah. And my theory there was... Okay, these things prop because I was a TV repairman, okay, and I figured well these things probably have some kind of backup battery and a test thing set up where they'll play a song every so many hours to make sure the thing's working. Mm. Well, it wasn't that case. Mm. Yeah. Well, this has been a fascinating episode of Siren Soapbox. I've had a ton of fun. I'm so thankful that you guys joined us, Rich, Doug, and Laura. I'm, I, for, I was thinking Linda, and I was like, that's not right. Not Lilith. <laughs> not, not Lilith. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the sirens who joined us tonight are Sarah, Jess, TC, Elsie, and me. I'm Mer. The challenge for our listeners this week, we want to hear your ghost stories. Tell us some ghost stories and use the hashtag Siren Soapbox so that we know all about it. And until next time, dive in, stay curious. Be happy. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.